This is what it feels like to find a stranger in the Alps! This is the way of the dorks. Welcome everybody to episode 79 of the Four Dorksmen podcast. I'm Nate, aka Angry Nate. I'm Councilman Jam. This is Collector Clint. This is Asian Tony Stark. And uh, we are joined by very, very special guest this week. Um, you will probably know him from Twitter. Uh, he's currently suspended right now, which I don't know if I get into. <laughs> but... Uh, if you've seen him on Twitter, he is probably the punniest person you'll you'll know. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself. Hello, guys. This is Prague here. I am in jail right now, <laughs> Twitter jail, as we speak. Um, I will be free probably by the time this uh, airs. But uh, my name is Prague. My real name is Dan, um, also known as Only Dan's. Thank you, Sully. <laughs> and uh, I am one of the co-hosts of the Secondary Heroes podcast. Um, we, you can find us everywhere at Secondary Heroes on all social media platforms. Uh, we record once a week. Right now, we are currently doing WandaVision. So if you're watching that show, please check us out. We will be talking about that for the next uh, few weeks. Awesome. Very happy to have you here, uh, Prague. It's been a very Thanks. long time coming, almost 80 episodes, and we're finally getting you on, which is, it's okay. I, I'm just going to blame Clint. <laughs> it <laughs> seems like the easy thing to do. I mean, you're not wrong, but geez. Well, that's um, big. Congratulations on uh, on doing that many episodes. That's quite the feat for any podcast. No, it's been it's been a, it's been a fun journey, and we're yes. we're excited for more. Um, oh, show for nice. sure. A um, couple of quick housekeeping things on our end. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram at uh, the underscore Dorksman. You can always email us at dorksman at gmail um, If you so inclined to email us, do it. We love to see your emails. We haven't gotten an email in a while. You could be the first email of 2021. Uh, that would be something for you to celebrate and put on your resume if you're looking for a job or, you know, just something <laughs> something exciting you could do. Uh, put on a T-shirt for the first email uh, from to the Dorksman account this year. Put it on a T-shirt. Um, yes, put it on a T-shirt. I emailed the Dorksman. Are you doing oh, it right now, bro? You just gonna... No, no, I was should have, but I'm, I think I'm locked out of uh, email as well. I don't know. <laughs> An enemy of the state here. Yeah. Sure what's going on these days. Uh, FBI, if you're listening, Dan is a good person. Please, please lay off. Oh, they're definitely listening to me. So. <laughs> Hashtag free prog. Yeah, free yeah. prog. Let's get that free trend. Prog. Free prog. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's jump into. Actually, you know what? I forgot about bingo. God damn it. Uh, darkspinbingo.com if you feel inclined to play podcast bingo as always thank you to Andrew Newbeardland from the Torbywind podcast uh, you can check them out uh, Torbywind um, for building the uh, bingo card for us it's awesome and of course shout out to Larry uh, from the STS guys thank you for building the redirect so it's nice and easy for everyone to remember uh, except me who i just forgot um to mention the bingo card but you remembered it in time you're fine there you go i'm good you're I'm good nice. um you're good. let's jump to some ask the dorksman questions uh one of our favorite segments we love hearing seeing your questions seeing your answers uh please use the hashtag ask the dorksman on twitter and uh drop us some questions we love we love them they're wonderful uh our first question this week Actually comes from our guest from Prague. What? Weird, right? Weird how that. Who's that guy? 
Yeah, I don't know who that guy is. Uh, his question, what characters in film or TV do you love to hate the most? That's a great question. Can, can I also say hate to love? Or do I have to stick with love to hate? We, we actually have the guy that asked the question on here. No, no, no. It's the way, the, the first way. Not the way you want. No. Love to hate them. I mm. love to hate them. Uh, well, the way I'm interpreting that is just like, I take pleasure out of how much I hate this person. It's, yeah, it's you know, good feel, the villain who's like so well done that you kind of like, I kind of like him or her. I, I'm going to have to go with Loki. I, I think he's oh, going to be one of the most solid, solid. well-developed. You, you know, there's always been that knock on, on Marvel and a lot of the, you know, comic book movies about their lack of development of the background of the villain, because, you know, you're mm -hmm. spending a lot of the movie developing the background of the, of the hero. And I, I feel like they did probably the best job um, with him. I think Killmonger's maybe a close second. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think if they would have maybe stretched that out somehow and, and incorporated that into another movie. Um, but I think part of the help with that was the black Panther character had already been introduced in civil war um but yeah i would definitely say loki was probably the most well-developed one in probably a lot of comic book movies to be honest with you um unless you're gonna go like way back and go with like lex luther in the in the superman movies but um yeah loki i just love that guy i can't wait for his um his disney plus series i think it's gonna be great interesting i kind of I, I think i kind of went a different approach but I, I my answer is actually cheese from uh, old school, played by Jeremy Piven. Um, <laughs> yes, okay. it has been a while since I've watched that movie. Wow. But he's, oh, such a, he's such a he's such a dick the whole movie. Yeah. He is, yeah, he is. You just hate him, but I, I feel oh. so good to hate him. And I mean, he gets what he gets. There's, there's at the end, and I started thinking that's almost all of Jeremy Piven's characters, like like Ari yeah. from and from yeah. Entourage, and he's just I a mean, jerk. That's who he is. Yes, but it, but but you either you love him because of that, or you love to hate him because of it. So he's it's a great win -win dick. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, what a great dick that guy is. Uh, there you go. What a great dick that guy <laughs> what is. A great Put that on a t-shirt. Or or a podcast episode, possibly. But lots of anyway. options for titles here. Yeah, but anyway, I uh that that that's my answer is uh is cheese. I love when Ravince Vaughn calls him that in the movie. Oh yeah, you're so and so's little brother. Cheese. <laughs> so maybe I should write that down. Cheese. How do you cheese. spell that? How, how would you spell that, Clint? H-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
mm-hmm. in in the end. But of course, at first, Loki just wants to rule the world. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to. Rule he does. The world. I mean, I do too. I get it. It's fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Right, good choice. How about you, Prog? What do you think? Yeah, Prog. What do you got? Um. So. I'm just one of those people that really loves a great villain. Like, that's my thing. I usually don't like heroes, which um, it always surprises me that Luke Skywalker is my favorite character of all time. Mm. Um, I, I, it's not to say I don't always. Like, the, like in Harry Potter, I kind of like both. You know, I like the heroes and the villains in that mm-hmm. series. Um, but the one I always kind of refer to um, is one that I don't really know too many people that actually do like this person, and it's Benjamin Linus from Lost. Um, I just um, I love to oh, hate that guy. Yeah. Like he is, you know, he's very squirrely and manipulative, and he has this really tortured past. And he he's done so much wrong and evil, and but you can pity with it. He's like so pitiful, you know. There's times where he's just like is pleading and blubbering, and it's just like ah, oh, so good. Um, so he is he's kind of always my go-to choice for a villain that I love to hate. Um, yeah, that's my choice. Okay. For me, it's it's tough because like I think I'm the same boat as you, Progwards, like villains are I feel they're just a lot of times they're better written. Like when mm-hmm. you're when you're enjoying a show or enjoying a movie, like the villains they tell a much better story. So it's it's truly hard to hate them. Um but I think if I had to pick one You do off the top of my head, I'd yep, say probably Kingpin. Uh, from mm, Daredevil, yes. like he's like he's not a very likable person <laughs> in terms of like what he does and the way he goes about his business. But like, yeah, he's just he's such the way they brought him to life was was perfect. I think in the in the in the in the Daredevil show. So he's charismatic. Um, that's why. Yeah, and they picked yeah, the right person and, to play him too. Yeah, let's be you're honest. drawn to him, right? Yeah, yeah you're very yeah, drawn. Vincent to him. D'Onofrio really nailed the character. I felt like the nuances mm-hmm. of the character too. It wasn't like just trying to be a caricature of the mm-hmm. the person. So yeah, it was just great to hate that guy. It's yeah. fun. Better to see him in that role than being a cockroach. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was funny, but yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. And he's a, a he's a Law and Order guy too, right, Ryan? Not as for you. Right, not as for you. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. It's not the same thing. <laughs> specify. Um, Nor- yeah. I'm surprised nobody said Magneto. Then, if we're talking about, villains. oh yeah, that's a good one too. Might be my favorite because they've really developed him through the years, and mm-hmm. will continue to do so. Thank goodness. But he's also another one that he's not necessarily the true definition of a villain. He's just doing what he feels is right based upon, you know, his backstory. Yeah. And what yeah. you think? Magneto, like I, I think about this a lot because like, all I do is think about comic books. Like that's just my my plague in life. Um, but like he comes from a background where you know his his, uh, his people were were trying to were going to be extinct, you know, and he was angry about that. And he sees the same thing happening to mutants, and he has this idea of almost doing kind of the same thing, where it's like, no, mutants are now the master race. He's kind of become the thing he hates, and that is so intriguing to me because he's like he is hell bent on that idea. Mm. Uh, so that is just more fascinating to me than yeah some like a cyclops like he's the mm-hmm. most character to me like no offense to people who love that character but like i right. never liked him mm. any iteration like either, yeah. <laughs> is this boring to me you he's know boring to a lot of yeah i agree so yeah i, I agree with you uh, magneto is a great choice for someone uh, i'd love to hate a little bit surprised no one mentioned uh agent smith uh, mm. matrix it's a good one too sure uh, yeah, it's another very. I mean, he, how? How? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's he's a program, so it's kind of like. <laughs> I don't know. 
I was programmed think, this way. I'm not I bad. I was just programmed yeah. this way. Yeah. yeah. I think my non-Marvel choice would probably be Dolores Umbridge. To me, mm. she's like the worst villain in all of the Harry Potter universe. Yeah, yeah she is. Like, she's I, like, I, I wish Harry would have fought her in the in the seventh and final <laughs> book instead of Voldemort. Like, I wish that would have been the twist at the end that Voldemort really was like the puppet for her. Oh, uh, yeah, spoiler alert for anybody so. that doesn't, doesn't watch Harry Potter. <laughs> spoiler, yeah. How dare you, Joey? You know I don't watch Harry Potter. Now I'll never watch it because you've just ruined it all for me. Uh, that you'll was, never watch that it, but you're not a man of culture, sir. That's why you'll never watch it. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's, fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Uh, thanks, Prog, for the question. We appreciate it. We love, yeah. we love those Hey, make sure you tweet out at Prog yeah. right now, Clint. Yeah, Prog right now. I couldn't is. find the question. I looked for it, but... <laughs> Just don't, don't expect a response. I won't be able to do much about it. I won't be able to retweet it or like it or comment. So. Well, not today, but yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to look yeah, again now. Job. I'm determined. You'll find it when he's, right. on, when he's not suspended anymore. That's, that's right. Uh, our next question uh, this week comes from uh, our friend Mandy, uh, a.k.a. Simshu on Twitter. Uh, her question is, do you like sci-fi? And if so, what sci-fi movie do you think is the best? Ooh, Mandy. Good question. I love a good sci-fi movie. Um, I'm I'm partial, obviously, to the Star Wars franchise, so I'll narrow it down. And I think all y'all know where I'm going with this. But Rogue One <laughs> is my favorite sci-fi movie. Shocker, shocker. yeah. Pure. Uh, I'm gonna shocker. chime in. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off real quick, Joey. Um, I'm gonna Ooh. clarify that Star Wars is uh, fantasy. It's not Ooh. Uh, science. Yeah, Now we're getting into that debate, huh? Mm-hmm. So is Sorry. the Matrix yeah. sci-fi? Yes. Then the Matrix. There you go. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll back <laughs> off. Back I've off never time. seen Joey. I've never seen Joey back off on a challenge like that before. <laughs> nice. We could use more of you on the show, probably. right? Thank you. Randomly pop in here. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious since you mentioned it. What what is yeah. what is your defining line there between the two genres? Like what um, makes something sci-fi i guess over what makes something fantasy i think that you have to it has to be rooted in some kind of fact like in star wars you have this element of fantasy in the jedi and the force and um you know kind of like the knights and and stuff and magic users is kind of that parallel between fantasy so you don't you're not really like you, like if i were looking watching star wars i wouldn't be like oh this really must have happened in our own you know, reality like it feels too too fantastical to to really exist in our reality. Whereas the Matrix feels like something that would be is rooted in our reality. If that makes sense. It's fiction, but it's based in science. Whereas Star Wars, I feel like, is more based in fantasy. Okay. It has I'll... sci-fi elements, right? Because you have robots and things, but really, it's it's based in fantasy. I'll nod my head and act like I understand. Okay. <laughs> so we can move on. <laughs> Um, it's like, shut so up, move on. Yeah, we'll see if my answer works. So, um, I do say like Bob's Burgers. Oh, never mind. I think, <laughs> right? No, I'm kidding. Um, so I, I do like sci-fi. I even like both definitions of sci-fi. Um, I was thinking going into this that Star Wars was sci-fi, but that's not my answer. Um, I will say before I give an answer, I'm actually very interested to see what happens with Dune going fut- uh, and you know going forward, just because I have seen the '80s movie and it's. I don't know how to explain it in any other term, but rough. Mm-hmm. So I want to see how they expand on it. Put and, it. Yeah. And make it a little bit better. Um, 
in the sci-fi realm. But I think my favorite have actually been the new Star Trek movies um, with like Chris Pine and and uh, Henry Chow and a whole bunch of other car- uh, act- well-known actors and actresses. Zoe, Zoe, of course. How could I forget her? Oh, Zoe. But um, I think those that, that's my answer. But yes, I do like I do like sci-fi, but I probably should watch more of it to really have a great understanding and better appreciation of it. There you go. Very nice. Same Good choice. Here. That first that, that that first movie is phenomenal. I've watched it so many times. It's so much fun. The Star Trek one. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I like Chris Con. Pine just nails it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the Con one. I even like the third one. I know the third one's not as good, but they're good. I, I mean, you know, they they yeah. brought a new generation into it. I'm like it, so I'm I'm all for it. I also right. like the uh, newer Alien movies too. I, I know not everybody was a fan. Mm-hmm. That was a purist of the original uh, Alien movies, but I, I actually dug those. I enjoyed those. Like Prometheus, uh, Prometheus right? Prometheus and Co- Covenant, I think, was the Co- second. Yeah, one. Alien Covenant, I believe. Yes. Yeah, Got I it. enjoyed those. Ryan, I interrupted you. You were saying. No, no, no. I was just saying good choices there. I have a question for you then. Um, mm. Interstellar technically would be sci-fi then, right? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I, I was thinking, I was going along the lines of the rest of the guys, and apparently Star Wars is not a thing. I agree. It's probably more. Now that you brought it up, I will agree. It's more fantasy. But I did, yeah, totally. contrary to popular opinion, I liked Interstellar. I liked the whole string theory I thing. I love that movie. You know? mm. I liked the, yeah, the possibilities of what could be. Because, of course, yeah. we don't know. A thousand years from now, could be. Could be. Yeah. I just love that movie because my, my girl is in it, Jessica Chastain. So I'll, I'll love anything that she's in. Mm. I, 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 so did you like Did you like Dark Phoenix? Um, oh. <laughs> loaded question. No, no, I did not like Dark Phoenix. <laughs> so, all right. Fair, fair enough. I mean, That's I because I love Dark I love this. I love she was awesome on SNL, even. So I, I'm with you. Yeah. I love her and everything. But I okay, just had to ask. I'm sorry. Yeah. Why don't you give us your answer, Frog? Um. So I wanted. So here's my thing about sci-fi in general. Is I'm not a, a big like straight up sci-fi kind of person. I have to have something kind of weird about sci-fi, which is why I tend to like Star Wars more because it's more fantasy. Um. So I'm not a big fan of like Star Trek or anything. Like I'll like I'll watch them because they're fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm not one that's going to sit down and watch like Star Trek The Next Generation or something just because I want to. Um, just because it's not as exciting to me as, um, I don't know. Uh, there has to be a weird element associated to it. So I, the one I'm going to choose um, is Serenity, uh, which oh, is nice. actually a film based off a TV show, uh, mm-hmm. Firefly, uh, mm-hmm. by Joss Whedon. And... Um, I, I couldn't think of anything else right now just off the top of my head. I'm sure there's other movies, sci-fi movies that I probably might like more, but I just love this movie so much because it took all the elements of the TV show and condensed them into a bigger budget. Um, it's packed full of humor. It's it's uh, it's tragic. It um, really says a lot about uh, the human condition. It says a lot about war. It's not very. It's not black and white. If you watch this movie, you know the crew fights among each other throughout the duration of like, you know, what is right and what, what is right and what is wrong, you know? Like, what is the defining line here? Like, should we have killed that person or should we not have? Like, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of stuff was brought up in that movie that I thought was like really thought provoking. Um, I guess you can say it may be borderline a little bit on fantasy with like the Reaver aspect, but um, I can see something like that happening, though. Like, if we were to... I, I don't want to spoil the movie. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a big... There's a huge reveal at the end that I think, you know, is right. pretty pretty high 
concept, but I can see stuff, something like that happening in our world. So um, that's going to be my answer. I just thought it was one of the better written um, sci-fi movies. That's probably why I liked it so much. That'll, that'll do it. Story and writing. Yeah, yeah do it. Yeah. And character. And character, yes, agreed. Yeah. All right, Nate. Um, for me, I think it'd have to be Godzilla, any of the Godzilla movies, um, especially That's the newer fun. ones. Yes. Um, I'm just, I really like the the early, like the old school, like the Japanese ones was really fun. And then there was a lull where they did a couple of reboots that were just really garbage. We won't um, talk about them. Yeah, we won't talk about those. Um, yeah. Matthew Broderick was in Godzilla with the song <laughs> by P. Diddy. Um, that, that was another one of his covers, basically. Right, and it was just so painful because I was just like, I think, oh my god, I'm, we're not going to talk about that. But yeah, I think yeah. I, I'm just a big fan of it, and it just was the perfect question with the perfect answer with the day the release of the Kong versus Godzilla trailer. Mm, yeah, uh, I saw you like that preview time. a little bit. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited for it. I'm very, very excited for it. Um, but like, yeah, like I'm not big on sci-fi. Like Star Trek, I grew up watching some of it but not like i wasn't super into it but you're right the new star trek movies they do a great job of breaking that i think they break away from the what traditional people thought sci-fi was right people traditionally think sci-fi is it's nerdy it's like technical and it's like very um very specific and you know for a very, very dry set. yeah but it should be fun. Like, like if I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons, like yeah. I don't mind that. Like I'll yeah. sit there and listen to something. But like, yeah, on a TV show or a movie, like I want to see something fun. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Time's yeah. valuable. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But yeah, they've been doing a great job with with those as well. So, yeah, um, I, I see that. But yeah, I, I gotta stick with Godzilla. It's my uh, my number one. Solid choice. Um, solid. Um, thank you, Mandy, for the question. Um, yeah, Mandy, also like... a fan of the secondary heroes too. So thank you, Mandy. Yes. Ah, nice. Nerdy night. Great supporter of all. Nerdy night. She's great. Yeah. yeah. Clint's probably going through Twitter right now. Trying I, did. To I found out. hers. I still have not... <laughs> The problem is, Frog responds to everything. So all these answers. I do. Like, so yeah. I have a lot. My <laughs> wife in jail. I don't know. He does enough. Too much. Calm anyway. down, sir. Yeah. Sir, please find something else to do. Yeah, get a life. Yeah. Recording with us works out well. Yeah, yeah. it works. It's perfect. Um, as always, we love the Ask Dorksman questions. Please continue to uh, ask them, uh, answer them. Uh, if you see someone's question that pops oh. up and you're like, hey, I want to answer it, hey, feel free to. We'd love to see your answers. Clint? By the way, we did do uh, our first hashtag of answer the dork or Dorksman this week. I forgot about that until just now. Uh, we always want to, we're, we're going to do it more, so keep your ears and eyes open. But we did get uh, a couple answers. My favorite, I think, was from Ben, uh, who is. Uh, no sim shoe pretty well let's put it like that yeah. and uh, <laughs> and okay, uh yes, yes yeah but his answer was age of ultron um oh no his first one was is, let me read his answer instead of sitting there guessing it but his answer oh was God. was um the first avengers because of how well it put everybody together for the first time and really just uh was really well done oh, and thought ben, it through ben, thank you yes i love the first event well I'm a, I'm a big joss whedon fan even though i don't mm. like i know st stuff came out about him recently that is not too flattering for him as a person but like his writing is impeccable and he knows those characters so well because um, he's written comic books he's written the the x-men and stuff so he knows those characters so that first avengers movie is phenomenal absolutely phenomenal so good choice ben. awesome solid yep so there you go that's, anyway there you go that's awesome yeah we did it 
We didn't. We did a um, thing. We did a thing. <laughs> we did a thing. Um, but Mandy's question is is great because it kind of leads into uh, what we brought Prog in today to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. And today we wanted to talk about cult movies, cult classic movies, uh, campy movies, things that uh, yeah, Prog's got the rock on the t shirt right there. Mac and uh, me, awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Are you all right on Conan show? Come on. Yes, I am. Pull the lever. Let's send that wheelchair kid down the hill. <laughs> I wonder how many times they've done that clip on that. Oh, fantastic. You know, it's funny. Before we get into this, um, I had not realized that anyone besides me even like knew this movie existed because like it was a big part of my childhood. I loved it. Um, so when he did that, I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, somebody else actually knows this movie <laughs> and likes it. Oh, this is great. Prog, Prog, I, I'm going to tell you a story real quick. That's going to probably if my parents listen, is going to piss them off. Um, when that movie came out, you know, we were in the single digits of age. I think even all of us yes. were. Yeah. And back then, you know, there was no internet. There was no, there was very little communication, but they did have hotlines, 1-900 numbers. Oh, boy. And they had a <laughs> Mac and me Ooh. hotline. It was like 1-900 Mac and me. Oh, why like didn't that. I know about this? Oh, I called it a lot. My parents were pissed. Oh, my gosh. I did the same thing oh, with I a Muppets number. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 and to be honest, I don't recall ever watching the full Mac and Me movie, especially at that point. But I was so happy there was some alien I could call and talk to, apparently. So, um, Mom and Dad, thanks for paying that bill. I'm sorry. I'm sure Ava will do something to make it up uh, for you. But, yeah. So, Mac and That's Me are fun. real tight. I called them a lot. Well, great. I'm glad you're, you're a friend of, uh, of Mac. That's great. Yeah, the only thing I was allowed to call was popcorn to find the time. So I called <laughs> popcorn a lot. We had time and temperature, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, sorry. Back on track. So there you go. Back yeah, on track. That's amazing. Um, and yeah, that that that's what we want to talk about today is these movies we've enjoyed. Um, movies that uh, these campy movies and cult movies that. Um, maybe we didn't enjoy or just just everything around this topic so right off the bat what's your favorite kind of cult classic i've got, you only I've pick got one uh, no i pick can't one. pick one dude okay. i can't pick one um there's <laughs> there's there's three basically um okay. two of them are kind of similar they're both comedies um uh one of them is one of chris tucker's first movies called money talks oh yeah um, mm-hmm. with uh charlie sheen and yes. tiger blood we we in college <laughs> we watched that movie so many times like we had the whole thing memorized I, I think that's what makes a cult movie for you too is something that nobody else you know really latches on to except for maybe you and, and a group of friends yeah, or something friends, like that right you just yeah, like exactly. oh we we have this thing it's our it's our thing right right yeah, like our movie no one else knows what it is yeah and uh another one which was kind of surprising uh, it's a Coen Brothers movie, although a lot of theirs aren't like what Heck I would yeah. say big box office movies. You know, they don't usually bring in a whole lot. So you could probably actually make a case for just about any Coen Brothers movie uh, being kind of a cult classic. But but my top one, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is a close second, mm. but my mm-hmm. top one is Big Lebowski. Oh, shock. Like, yeah, shocking. <laughs> big Lebowski. Yeah, that's um, definitely I, I, become a classic over the years. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And then number three, which falls kind of – it's cult, but it also falls into the campy side is like that's my, my – fa- I'm not a big horror or thriller type of movie person, but I absolutely love the movie Tremors. 
I good just for you, love sir. that movie. Good for like, you. Then you're you're a good person. What are they I'm on? Seventh or eighth version of that movie now? I feel like they. Made, now, this is always the original. There, there. To me, nothing else exists in the Tremors universe except for the first original Tremors. I love, yeah. absolutely love yeah. that movie. Yeah. I know that little ones as a kid. I would just anytime it would come on. So, so of course, growing up as a kid with it, you know, I don't know how y'all are, but you would see it like on USA or TNT or TBS or something like that. So it's always you know the the edited version, and then the older you get, you're like. Oh hey, this movie's on Showtime now or HBO. Let me let me. You're like, wait, they now. swore in this movie. Yeah, what is going on? What <laughs> all this extra stuff? It's, it's, these deleted scenes that they've thrown in with all these cuss words in it. Where did this right? come from? <laughs> yeah. By the way, have you ever see the Big Lebowski? So one of the answers, one of my favorites is Big Lebowski. Have you ever seen that on like TNT? The best scene. Oh yes. The best scene <laughs> is uh, is uh, when they're at the at Larry's. Is it Larry? The kid's house. Yelling yep. about him why his homework was in the car. And uh, Walter then gets the golf club and starts beating the shit out of that car, saying, This is what it feels like to fuck a stranger in the Alps or ass, right? The edited oh, version. That's right. Yes. That's, this is what it feels like, like to find a stranger in the Alps. And he's yeah. beating the shit out of this car. He's saying, This is what it feels like to find a stranger in the Alps. And you're like, Classic dub. Yes. What? Yes. They have like t shirts with that on it where it's like, you know, like a picture yeah. of the Alps with. It's so stupid. With him but it's so with funny because Walter Walter's in there. 100% into it. He's so pissed. He's like, you know, you're not going to stop him. But yeah, this no. is what it find this is what it feels like to find this find a stranger in the Alps. Find a stranger in the Alps. Um anyway, um I imagine that'd be pretty thrilling too, honestly, to find Right, a like that, it's like the exact <laughs> opposite of what's happening in that scene right. if you think about it. But yeah. re regardless, yeah. yes. So, I am with you. I, I and I know we talked about office space during the pre-party, which you should all definitely be attending oh, at please, 3 Pacific time, yeah. which is yeah. one of mine. But uh two others that are kind of related are the I think is it 97? I gotta remember the night year hero quick as I have it actually in my hands. 98. Days and confused. Oh yeah. I love them. All right, very nice. Fear Bus Moon Tower. And then it's kind of like Little Brother that takes place in the 80s. That is even more of a cult movie because it's not nearly as popular as Everybody Wants Some, uh, which is about a college baseball wow. team, which is awesome. Wow. I like so. that. I like I like throwing out a movie I've not heard of before. Oh, you Prague, you'd like it. it it's very, nice. very dazed and confused. And it's like, you know, dazed and confused takes place in what one day, the whole movie. I yeah, think yeah. uh this one takes place in three, and it's all before the and then the end of it is the all first right. first hour of the first semester of the year for this one guy. So anyway, um, I'm gonna say those are my favorites. Very nice. Good choices, good choices. I don't really have a lot of stuff that I'd call like almost unpopular to the point where it's considered cult classic, but I'm surprised that Clint didn't bring up Wayne's World because I mean, initially when it came out, it wasn't the biggest box office release. Right? That's a very fair point. I yeah. guess I don't think of it as a uh, as a cult yeah, movie, but know, but right? you're absolutely right. It is by definition. I mean, it yeah. truly is a cult mm -hmm. classic in that respect, and so Wayne's World definitely for me. I love that movie, and obviously that's something that Clint and I bond on a lot because we quote <laughs> the movie a whole bunch of times. Sure, right. Yeah, Zang. Um, maybe like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original. Because no matter when it's on TV, I'll yeah. always sit down and I'll watch it. But and to I, my I knowledge, that's also a cult classic, right? It yeah. was never really like super popular when it was released. I think you're right. I you don't know. know. Yeah, maybe. Well, it, it didn't make a lot of money at the box office. Yeah, that's what I mean. It would have made the, another one or something. Yeah, It's one of those right. that it's made a lot more money after the fact and obviously spun off a reboot of it, which wasn't nice. the greatest. You know, side I note, there's a uh, prequel in the works now for it. I don't know if you've heard yeah. that or not. Yeah. <laughs> is it how his grandparents are too lazy to help at home, but then eventually can stand up and be just fine going to the chocolate factory? 
<laughs> I just hope that if they do this movie, that it turns out that um, that his mom was the one that had had sex with Willy Wonka, and that um, he's actually <laughs> their love child, and like that's why bastard. he gave him the factory at the end. He's, he's like, oh, I knew. That's why I gave you the ticket. Bastard chocolate. Because <laughs> yes. there's no that. dad. There's no dad, right? So right, right, could right. That's very true. Very true. But there's there's lots of lazy grandparents. Exactly. Hmm. Um. I love that movie. By the way, I was uh, I was Charlie in the stage production of that. So it's a oh, very fond awesome. memories of that musical. Mr. Prog. Not my singing though, because I'm terrible at singing. But yeah, Charlie Bucket and my golden ticket. <laughs> I like the name Bucket. Yes. I mean, Clint's oh, awful at singing, but we let him do it. So you know, nice. it's it's all good. You can enjoy. You can do things that you're not good at, but still enjoy it. That's true. I, I do a lot like that. Yes. I yeah, interesting. Clint Thank you for the backhanded compliment, Nate. <laughs> Clint mentioned the sports movie. I think a lot of uh, sports movies are are kind of cult uh, classics to a certain extent. Um, like when he mentioned his, like there's a a movie that I watched in college called Out Cold. I don't know if anybody's mm. familiar with it. It's like a Off, ski. Right? Oh, skiing. Okay. You see, yes, it's uh, one of Zach Galifianakis's first movies uh, that he did. But oh. I, I, I just, I just feel like a lot of those sports movies that are out there are kind of cult classics to a certain extent, right? You know, it's like when they first come out, it's like, oh, hey, there's a movie about these kids that play Sandlot baseball. Oh, great! You know, maybe I'll take yeah. my kids to go see it. And then, you know, some of these, uh, it takes almost not a generation, but it takes like five ten years for all of a sudden for it to be like oh i remember that kid and then it's like the nostalgia factor it's like oh i remember that kid and i remember smalls and and all those guys and all that stuff and then all of a sudden you know it kind of takes up you know after that because i I don't think all those sports movies necessarily come out and appeal to a to you know an extremely broad audience right away so i think a lot of Mm -hmm. those sports movies fall into that category oh yeah for sure nate what's yours before we talk more about them um I gotta say, I think Reservoir Dogs is really, really high up on my list. Yeah, I I'd say I probably. My... I guess it is. All right. Yeah, so that, it, we gotta yeah. talk about definition a little bit, but yeah, okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm like, I, I'm gonna throw some out you uh, in a minute, but. Right, yeah, right. They'll really be under the radar. Like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> what is Prog on? Yeah, he's, he's just making up these movies as he goes. <laughs> he is. Uh, he's just yeah. throwing random words together. It's like, was that a fever dream or was that real? Yeah. I don't know. The time um, I love. You guys don't remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> no. The okay. the only Dan story. You guys yes. know that one. <laughs> um, I think another one. I, I don't know if you class uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, I would. Oh, I hate that movie. Really? I would categorize it as cult classic. Yes, I can't stand it. I one of my worst movies it. I've ever seen. I've in actually my life. never seen it. Always wanted to, but it, I, I have a yeah. It's gonna be one of those movies that either hits and you resonate with it, or you hate yeah. it. So I'm much. gonna say Clint. Um, if you partake in some Colorado uh, uh, fun times before you watch it, it was will that a Colorado drug, drug joke? It was absolutely a Colorado. Maybe. Just making sure. Okay. Get high and watch it, and it is honestly one of the best experiences. Not, I believe. Yeah. Anyways, project. I want. I want to see. I want to hear some of these movies on your list. So I'll give you kind of my my origin of how I got into cult movies because it's kind of like my thing. Like I just I love cult terrible movies i just said that's something that i really enjoy mm. um i don't necessarily enjoy it all the time but like but if i'm in the right mood like i can sit there all day and watch terrible movies um but when i was i think it was like 12 years old 
or middle, sometime around middle school. Um, I spent about two weeks with my uh, my friend who was moving, um, and it was about three hours away from my house in the middle of the woods. He had this like two story cabin, um, and his parents uh, worked all day, so they left us at home and they said, "Hey, go to the go to the video store. You guys load up on movies. You guys can stay home and watch movies all day." Um, so my friend um, bought you know rented all these different movies, and his parents allowed him to watch whatever he wanted. And my parents were not like that. <laughs> um, my parents were very religious and wouldn't let me watch anything that was under PG-13 or anything over PG-13. Um, so I very, I didn't even really get to see too many PG-13 movies because I think at that time it was mostly just PG and R. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really a lot of movies I was not allowed to watch unless I was at a friend's house. So that summer we watched a ton of these like off the wall, like really obscure graphic movies that were either <laughs> horror or action and the first one we watched that really kind of threw me for the loop was a movie called crash and burn and i don't know anybody that has ever seen this movie besides us <laughs> that summer <laughs> um i've tried i've done google searches on it through the years i've not watched it since um but it was this crazy fun movie about people in the future in like these like mech warrior type units um and there were there was tons of gore and nudity and i was like blown away i'm like oh my god that woman is naked and she's naked through like a majority of the movie and <laughs> people were like getting their heads chopped off and people were stabbed and blood everywhere and i'm like my this god this is fantastic <laughs> best no i mean it was it was cheesy enough that you can tell it was fake you know okay i was just making sure <laughs> no it was over the top bad i mean you can okay, tell that okay. like, the, the sets were fake and like wobbly and stuff um but yeah it just it was really something like i think being that age too um like that's like the best time to be alive i think is you know when you're in middle school and you're really discovering stuff for the first time wink wink um, <laughs> <laughs> so i just i fell in nice. love with it i'm like yes like you know nudity and gore and violence and just campiness and terrible dialogue and mech warrior suits and if you ever play that get i think it's called mech warrior is the video game um it's if you've seen that that's what this movie is like it's those kind of machines and stuff so that was kind of where i started so that's the one that i will throw out there other than mac and me tonight um but <laughs> after that i moved on to a company called troma so for those of you who don't oh, know troma, nice Troma purposely makes bad movies. They come mm. out with like a bad movie almost a week. Like they have so many titles, it's ridiculous. And a movie that I watched that I really loved was called um, Nukem High. And the first one I watched was the sequel. Actually, I never saw the first one uh, before until now. Um, and it's just awful. It's the same thing as Crash and Burn. It's just nothing but just absolute terrible filmmaking and gore and like practical effects, you know, and nudity. So lots of fun, campy dialogue, nothing to be taken seriously. Um, and they're awful. They're just absolutely awful. I love Toxic <laughs> Avenger. Yeah, Toxie is great. Toxie. Toxie. Toxic Avenger is fantastic. <laughs> um, Tro Tromeo and Juliet is a great one. That's probably their best production. <laughs> uh, it's actually written by James Gunn. So if uh, you're familiar oh, with that's movies, crazy. Huh. Uh, he did. That's probably why it's one of their better ones. It's written by an actual screenplay, a screenwriter. So a lot of fun, those films. Wow. So there you go. Yeah. I love like I, McGuire and I maybe a year or two ago 
just started this new thing where we tried to find like a really bad movie. It's usually a disaster movie is kind of the theme that we usually stick with to just watch and just like rip it apart. Like the whole time, like, like how, like how stupid it is and how like unbelievable it is. It's like, we have our like own MST three K going on at home (laughs) and it's just, I absolutely love it. Like that's what we looked for today. Like we ended up settling on not a, you know, horrible movie to watch, but that's what we were looking for at first. We we're like, have we already seen this when it was Geostorm? Have we already seen this when it made fun <laughs> of it? We're like, yeah, we've already seen this when it made fun of it. Um, or like Day After Tomorrow, that's like one of our favorite ones to to make fun of. Very nice. Wow. I'm actually just, I Googled Troma and just looking at some of the movies that they've come up with and yeah, some of them that have caught my eye here. There's one called um, Killer Condom. I've seen that. Yep. I was just gonna say, I was gonna say, I've seen that movie and I thought it was by them. Yes, it's awful. It's the so tagline. Crazy. The tagline is the rubber that rubs you out. <laughs> I think I've even talked about this on the podcast. Oh, God. It is probably. It is. It is. Oh my God. God. It, it, I mean, and it's like, you know, you see this. First of all, the condoms have teeth. Which is oh, everything has yes. teeth in those films. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you can actually see the strings moving the, the mouth yes. up and down on the condom. I mean, yeah. you're just like, you can't get lost in it because it's so poorly done. But yes, oh, I have this on purpose, basically. I think it's in right. the, the, the Newcomb High where they cut to the scene where the monster like is stomping on cars and it's an actual toy stomping on like Matchbox cars. <laughs> it's that bad. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Prog, I have to know. Have you seen Velocipaster? I've not seen Velocipaster yet. You need to. It's, I've heard, it, I've it, heard good things. If you want to say campy, let me just say in the first five minutes, there's a um, there's a scene where a car explodes, and literally it's a it's it's shot of a parking lot that says in the, like edited letters, car explosion. Nice. No car, nice. no car in the Love scene. It. It's literally just nope. a parking spot and it says car explosion. So nice. I, I was about to ask you about that movie and I couldn't remember what it was called. And I almost asked you what was that T Rex preacher movie called that it, you well, watched? They're making, they're making a sequel and I don't remember much about it. I don't even know if it's called Velocipastor too. It might be a different dinosaur or something. But it's that one should be T Rex preacher. It might be. It might be something <laughs> like that. Like not even kidding. So yes, Velocipastor, right. and it's only an hour long, so it's not even like perfect. Uh, yeah, you won't be giving up too much of your day. All right. <laughs> but, very nice and i laughed and i, I watched it and I, you, you, it's like a train wreck you just couldn't turn away you're like really okay well i gotta see how they're gonna top this and then they did yeah i mean it sounds like they embrace it which oh, makes it even better when, when they do that with their budget of 1750 they they embraced it <laughs> $17.50? That's right. I think, I think they just spent that on the uh editing which they did five minutes before it was released or due because uh yeah it's uh I think they found everything like you know in the trash can of Goodwill. They wouldn't even take it there or something. I don't know. Anyway, watch it and laugh and then get back to me. Yeah. Their budget was $35,000. <laughs> Dang. <coughs> That's bad. All right. And they, they spent all that on hookers and blow and then just had a 1750 left. <laughs> yep. I don't doubt it. I, I feel like a lot of these films, yes. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these movies are just like let's put a bunch of ideas into a hat. And let's just pick ideas out of a hat, and then mm-hmm. let's add teeth to it, and you know, we'll make it <laughs> literally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and and I think the the beauty of it is like there's there's an audience just for but just about anything, yeah. And all you really need is to 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 break through, and you can turn a very not big budget movie into something super exciting and super loved by so many people. And, you know, it's literally, like, maybe one out of, like, a thousand, maybe obviously more, but, like, that you'll get there. But 
you know, if these people are enjoying what they're doing and they're keeping people employed and they're having fun with it and it's wholesome, do what you I don't know if it's always wholesome. wholesome is kind of questionable right. there. If you haven't watched yeah, the movie, none of them are wholesome. Is, yeah. is, is that movie studio still doing them? I mean, I, I know everything we oh, talked yeah. about is. Are they okay? Okay. Oh, yeah. They, 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 uh, they, I think they released uh, uh, two more this week. Oh, this week? All the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> two this week. They'll be three. Actually, it really uh, does feel like a porno. They're releasing them, you know, so quickly. <laughs> no, seriously. That's, that's kind of how they are. Wow. Um, they're not too far off from that. Uh, but just to note, they are doing a uh, legendary, is actually doing a remake of Toxic Avenger with yeah. Peter Dinklage in the, in the main, main role. So. Really? Oh, that's Peter Dinklage as the Toxic Avenger? Yeah. I'm all on board for this. I mean, I'll watch it, but that's just surprising. I just wonder if they're going to make it as campy, if they're going to make it more streamlined. Like, how is Legendary going to do it? Yeah. You know, is it going to be all CGI? What's, you know, there going to be practical effects? What? I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Um, I pulled a bunch of, I pulled a couple, I should say, of uh, movies, I guess I'd call cult classics here. I'll share with you guys and I'll talk about outline. So, um, to Joey's, uh, to Joey's point, semi pro. Is an excellent clip. Uh, yes. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, really enjoyed some of it. I know I did horrible in the box office, but ooh, love me. Yeah, I watched that in theaters, I think. I think yeah. I did. Yeah. Yes, I, it's great. Um, these two are related Napoleon Dynamite and Nacho Libre. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, like, I guess I love that movie so much. I don't even consider it like a cult movie. It's like, mm. how could people even consider this a cult movie? It's just. But that's that actually a whole classic, classic, though. Right. That is actually a wholesome movie. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, well, it's by we MTV. It that's the crazy thing. But, you know, um, right. yeah, it's your mom goes to college. It'll be something everybody knows what you're talking about when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see me throw a football over the mountain? Yeah. <laughs> I caught you a delicious bass. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of sick of the Starsky and Hutch. I don't think mm-hmm. it really did really well, but it's still a better entertaining movie with Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. And I'm kind of talking to the audience here. So, you know, I know you guys can see. I'm not saying you can't. I think all the movies by the uh, by the um, Broken Lizard could fall in this category. And that would be like Super Troopers and Club Dread, Beer Fest mm. to an extent. Yeah. Um, das Boot. Das Boot, that's right. And one I think uh, that is a cult classic that you might be surprised to see would be Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I would say line. so because that did not do well at the box office, but it was actually well received by people who enjoy that kind of stuff. I love that movie. I think yeah. it was so well done. And I mean, John Riley well deserves more credit than he gets for that one. But he is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yes. I thought that movie was great. And it's funny that, you know, Step Brothers is, oh, this is a great movie. And then Walk Hard is like, eh, even though it has yeah. a lot of the same actors and right. same writers and everything associated with it. And it's amazing how the difference in a cult classic versus a mainstream classic can be. A yeah. theme. There you okay, go. Those are just a couple I pulled out of my collection as I'm looking here. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Talking talking about dra- uh, drama. Cannibal the Musical. With uh, Trey Parker yeah. and Matt Stone. Very nice. Like basketball. Well, no, no. This was before. This was before, Well, I think they made this before South Park, but it didn't come out until after South Park. Uh, but you watch it and it's, it's, it's trauma all the way. You can just watch it and tell it's exactly what it is. Now, if you want to go like really cult and you want to talk about like actual cult classics that people talk about from time to time that aren't like more the mainstream come, oh, we all love them. It's like stuff that like really only the fringe people do and they kind of know mm-hmm. about it. Um, I, I watched a movie when I was in college uh, called How Tasty Is Your Frenchman? Um, like a weird <laughs> movie. Ooh, la, la. It was, yeah, it was weird. It's not something I would ever watch again, but I was like, I've never seen a movie quite like it. I mean, your main character is a, is a French colonist who lands up 
ends up on this island full of natives that uh, want to eat him, and he spends the whole time naked on film, <laughs> and they chase him around the island trying to kill him and eat him, and I believe they do at the end. Um, I wish you could see Ryan's face right now. He's just like... <laughs> I'm a little concerned for Prague, because everything like... we talked about today has involved nudity. Oh, 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 if you want nudity. So... Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and this actually ties into Dune, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, so... A guy named Alejandro Jodorowsky was a filmmaker who was originally supposed to do Dune before um, uh, David Lynch took it over and, and directed it. So that's why it's kind of weird. It's kind of like a, a mismatch of a movie. It's kind of a train wreck. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. He is a surrealist in the most surreal way possible. And he made a series of films that were considered like spaghetti westerns um, back, I think it was in the 70s. And there's a movie called The Holy Mountain, which is one of, a fav one of my favorite movies. And I would say that probably 90% of it is just straight up nudity and gore and weird stuff and like bizarre surrealist imagery. And uh, everyone in the film, including the actors, all dropped acid um, in real life and filmed this movie. <laughs> and uh, it is a trip. So if you want to, if you really want to see something truly bizarre, watch that. And, and I will say that as a filmmaker, he is pretty phenomenal. Like some of the imagery in this film, as bizarre as it is, is absolutely gorgeous. Um, there's a scene in El Topo, which is another film that opens up on the scene where like someone obviously came into town, like this wild west kind of town and decimated everybody. Like mm. everyone, including the livestock is dead and just blood everywhere, blood and guts and gore. And it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, so sounds, sounds fantastic. Something, something oh, yeah. you mentioned earlier made me think of uh, some of the Monty Python stuff like Holy Grail mm. and Life of Brian. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, I would definitely think those would fall into the cult classic category. Yeah. I think they're oh, more yeah. in line to the ones that have broken through that kind of outside fringe, like what Prague was talking about, kind of like what Rocky Horror Picture Show has done. You know, the I think that's probably classic, exactly, yeah. it's exactly what I was about to say. Um, yeah. I, I think Holy Grail is kind of up there now to where mm -hmm. it's it's almost more mainstream than it is cult classic, but I would say definitely in the beginning it was truly it's a cult bizarre. Classic. That movie is bizarre. Well, let me ask you it just ends with, with the crew getting arrested. I mean, like, yeah, what? it's like it's you so weird. Like Who ends Murder a movie like that? and stuff and like weird cut screens with cut scenes with like you know cardboard cutout animations right, and right. stuff. Like for the time, it was weird. Well, was and this is this is a stupid question. I apologize ahead of time. Was it popular in England versus here? I don't That's know. I don't question. know if it was honestly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't either. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, it's. I mean, it might even be a cult classic. Maybe for America versus a cult right, classic right. for. I, I don't know. The way I think of it is, a lot. I think a lot of their movies fall into a lot of what the SNL movies do. Like oh, yeah. you don't have like. You have that audience that's dedicated to that show and then maybe a smaller audience within that that likes that particular character that you all of a sudden, you know, yeah. decide to make a movie about. And and that's like trying to hit, you know, trying to capture lightning in a bottle, trying to find one that's actually right. going to be popular enough with the mainstream, which I think Wayne's World eventually got to maybe mm -hmm. by the second movie. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, that's kind of the category I put it into is almost yeah, like yeah, a, that's a what it is. sketch that turned into a movie. Like the ladies, man. May I offer you a fifth sandwich? <laughs> or Night at the Roxbury. Or Superstar. Or Pat. Or... All those. Oh, don't talk about Pat. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's like that um, bitch Anne Murray. Yeah. Bitch Anne Murray, too. A um, couple of those I found in my collection while I was looking around here. 
UHF with Weird Al Yankovic. Oh yeah, oh, that's definitely that's a another classic. good one. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but you should. Yeah. Um, it's 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 still entertaining because it has uh like um I can't remember Kramer's name. Michael, what's Michael's? The guy who played Kramer. Yeah, Richards? Michael Richards before he was Richards. famous. Fran Dresser before she was big, and Danny. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have some funny ones. Anyway, this guy, I'm kind of curious what you guys feel about these. The View Askew movies, like Mallrats, mm-hmm. everything Jay and Silent Bob. Would you call all of them cult classics? None of them cult classics, or just some of them cult classics? I, I think for sure, it. Clerks falls into the cult yep. classics. I would say Clerks. I would say most of them, if not all of them, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, so I, I, I do I wonder. I wonder about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is the one that I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think I call that a cult classic just because of how hyped it was, and I think it did decent, if I remember right. Sure, but I think it yeah. was hyped because of. Of its cult status. But that's kind of the, the thought is, is there a point when it doesn't become that they, if they, the way they did it? Like, absolutely agree with you, Clerks, but is Clerks 2 a cult classic? You know, is Dogma right. a cult classic? I, I guess I'd say Chasing Amy is, but. And but I'm Chasing not, Amy is on Criterion. It's part of the Criterion collection. So it has kind of like this acclaim to it. Right. So does that negate it from being a cult and, and that's, that's a discussion worth or at least i thought i think uh, that's point. Good. I, I thought the same thing about oh brother where art thou because i mean mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. just cleaned up you know especially with its soundtrack i think that soundtrack definitely mm-hmm. helped i worked at the record I, store when that was out yeah. and that was a very popular album mm-hmm. at that time and, and, and i mean would it have been a cult classic without it i don't know but it you know it doesn't matter but right. it's a good point i think it became more mainstream to be honest with you because of the award recognition and the recognition of the soundtrack to I agree. it. I agree one hundred percent fall into the cult classic where most of the Coen Brother movies I think are more cult classic um yeah. type movies. Like I think Fargo is still like a cult mm-hmm. classic type thing. I mean I know it was critically you one best well, picture, but, but sure. But I don't know. <laughs> I still a TV don't series think based was... on it. Uh, I don't know. I, I would I... say Blood Simple is more of a cult classic than Fargo. Blood Simple is that what about No Country for Old Men? Hmm. No, that that one best picture as well. So oh, it did okay. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot it was nominated. Great movie though. Oh, Great fantastic movie. movie. I love all. I'm, I love most of the movies. So. That's one where you the villain. You hate to hate. You love. To hate I would say role. like if you look at if you look at Coen Brothers for example, then I would say that half their films are cult classics and half aren't. You know, even okay. a film, yeah. um, uh, like a uh, what's the one? Uh, uh, something about a gentleman. The one about the 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 family, the Jewish family. That came out more recently. I would say that's more of a cult classic. I can't remember the name. That's you know how kind of underground and not well known it is. I'll Google it. Um, oh, sorry. Ding. Get to the get to the Google. Do it. So Go to the Googles. Uh, but there there are movies like the Man Who Wasn't There. Um, I don't think too many people watch that one. I don't I don't particularly like it, but it has great cinematography. So like there are they do make movies that I would consider more cultish. Uh, Burn After Reading is one of my favorites of theirs, and that I consider more of a cult because not too many people have seen that movie, and that movie is absolutely phenomenal. One of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I don't see this that. gentleman when you speak of. I, I see Hail Caesar. No, I could be mistaken by the title. It's uh, It has a man standing on the – the father standing on the roof on the picture of the uh, – gosh dang – I will not Google it. <laughs> a serious man. A serious man. I don't know why gentleman. Man. Okay. There you yep, go. Man part. Mm. You remember yeah, he's going to tell you? He's probably naked the whole time. We got serious it. Serious man. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't uh, resist. What can I say? Nudity is fun. All right. 
a couple more cool classics, and then I'll quit pulling out from my collection here. Yeah. Strange Brew. You are uh, the pull yes. king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole, Prog. I do have a daughter, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> Stranger Than Fiction. Mm. I actually like that film. I love this film. I, I thought it was great. Very but different I, it, it, role for him, but I liked it a lot. And I don't. I, I mean, we'd call that a cult classic, right? Yeah. It didn't, say that. Yeah. It best yeah. Reviews, yeah. didn't do great, but it's still a great film that has a following. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, Queen Latifah's in it, and wow, I, I'm looking at the back, just the back cover here, and Dustin Hoffman, and yeah, yeah. He's anyway, a therapist, right? Yeah, and then uh, yeah, sure. Maggie Gyllenhaal, and yeah. Anyway, and finally, Tenacious D, the pick of destiny. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it has, you can say he's more of a cult artist in general too yes i would agree that's what i was gonna say it's jack black but um i would definitely have to say that one did not do well at the box office but definitely has a, a major following especially since dave grohl plays lucifer in the movie so mm. yes you just need an excuse to say his name don't you i i do what can i say comes out in a week and a half i'm pumped so yeah there you go speaking of which did you watch the inauguration stuff and see his performance I, I saw times like these after the fact, but I have not had a chance to go back and watch it. Yeah, I thought of you when I was watching that. So, well, thank you. Sorry, I interrupted. I'm glad, you I'm, glad I'm obvious on what my my likes are. <laughs> I'm glad there's no secret. Uh, any other uh, pop culture or uh, cult uh, cult classic movies you want to quickly throw out there? I guess Idiocracy might be one, right? Mm. You know, that's weird. It came up on a list when I was looking at some stuff um, earlier, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I've always heard, oh, it's it's great. It's it's such an indictment on the current state of our, you know, uh, society and all that kind of stuff. You got to watch it, whatever. And so uh, I got HBO Max for the month so I could see Wonder Woman. And so I was like, ah, let me go, for, you know, because I tried watching it once before, and I was like, look, I'm going to power through the whole thing. It was horrible. I just cannot stand that movie. Like, yeah, I will... Not, not I, I no. will argue with anybody that says, "Oh, that movie is great." No, well, sir, you have no taste. There's a reason they never made it to theaters. You know, I mean, there's a reason it, it, it is. It's 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 more of the social commentary that people relate to more than the actual movie itself. I mean, and as you know, Luke Wilson, Terry Crews. I know I'm missing some other big. I haven't seen it in years, but yeah, I wouldn't go. There's a reason I haven't seen it in years. Let's put it like that. It's not a movie yeah. that you go and sit down and be like, "I'm going to watch Idiocracy tonight." It's more of a, um. It's yeah, it's absolutely something like you haven't seen it, or you're telling someone to to watch it for the first time, and just more to understand just how fucked the world around us currently is. Versus this is a movie you would enjoy. It is not an you're right. It is absolutely not an enjoyable movie. It was it was maybe there were some jokes in there that were pretty good for the first time, and then watching it again, you're just like, hmm, I'm, I could do without this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That, totally. Like Dax Shepard's character is just awful just to sit there and have to deal with i feel like his their characters are always that way though it's true not to that extent, yeah but yeah yeah you know hey, i'm going was... sorry i'll, no, I'll let you guys finish your thought and then i'm off to I'm, I'm my two cents in Please here go. no do it go for it so i've been kind of scouring of all things wikipedia which i mean we all know that's the greatest thing in on the internet it's of course true. right especially for nate yeah I think it's yeah. all right it is now but it's interesting to see some of the movies here that are actually showing up as being cult. And I didn't really think of it at the time, but I guess if you think back to their release and it didn't really hit, but I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention Scott Pilgrim since Cam is obviously a friend of ours. He's been on the show yeah, before. Yeah. Um, I, love that. I, love it. I know so that good. that one definitely fits the criteria, but I didn't realize like another one, shout out to Sully, 
Shawshank Redemption, I didn't think it was that poorly released. Really? I, I, yeah, I would, it's yeah. showing up on the list here. You can here. just use the release numbers as a measuring stick to say whether something's a cult classic or not. Well, Dude, I don't think you can gotta, either. I think yeah. there has to be some element of like badness to a film to yeah, be it, a cult. It has to be campy or bad. <laughs> and, cer- and certain genres, I or think, are budget, all limits. Like, to me, Shawshank Redemption, like, that's such a serious movie that I think it just you can't put it into that category. Yeah, I agree. The type of movie it is and, and the subject matter that it deals with. Right, but that's the list you found had it in there. Yeah, right, and of course I'm just going right, through right, the right, and all of that. Well, that's why Rocky Horror works so well is because you can have so much fun with it, but like at its core, at its heart, it's corny, it's campy. Like you oh, watch it, and it's like, <laughs> oh, it's hokey as heck, but man, is it fun? Right. You can't, yeah, you can't have a serious movie that's like well shot and stuff be a, a cult yeah. movie of any kind. That one I disagree with 100%. I yeah. totally forgot about Hackers being on this list. Mm. I, I've mentioned that before. I love that film. I will definitely sit down movie. and watch it again. Mm-hmm. And to Clint's point about actors or actresses in their like you know early roles, that was one of Angelina Jolie's earliest, to my knowledge, at least. There's a lot of those actors in that movie. You that know? was their, one of their first roles. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. Would you classify Blade Runner the the original Blade Runner? I saw that on the list too when I was doing research yeah. earlier in the week. And would I, you I, would you put that on there? Yeah. A lot of people do reference it, um, mm-hmm. but I don't I, know. To me, if a sci-fi movie is going to be in there, it's got to be, again, it's got to have some kind of campy element to it. So unless it's kind of cheesy sci-fi, mm-hmm. like Mac and Me. <laughs> yeah. Always always the Mac and Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, a telltale sign of any cult movie is when you have a dance number inside of a, of a McDonald's. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Just FYI, that's one of my big things too. I love random dancing in anything. Um, anytime there's like a like a spontaneous dance number. Now, I don't mean like when it, when a TV show does like a musical episode. I'm talking about that. I'm talking about like just for no reason at all. There's like just dancing. Like what? Like that kind of went away. Like that was big in the '80s. Like it. Like behind me earlier, I had Twin Peaks, and Twin Peaks did that all the time. Like you would have a character just stand up and just start dancing for no reason. Like. <laughs> What is happening? I love that stuff. Like, who just has a dance scene in McDonald's? Like, nobody. That was ridiculous, and I love it. So, well, what about <laughs> dancing in your office like Tom Cruise did in Tropic Thunder? Ah, see, there you go. <laughs> that was a great. That was a fun. Scene. I love Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some of these, some of these movies on this list is just like. You know what movie I'm kind of surprised no one brought up yet, and I want to watch again that I haven't seen in years is Clue. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. That, that, that was a fun movie that I watched a lot as a kid. I yeah, I, I do remember it as a kid. And it made me think of it was Rocky on Horror Show. And, um, yeah, it was that same kind of feel. Uh, uh, Tim, Tim, Curry. Yeah, Tim Curry. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely want to see that again. So that's fun to look at those lists. But yeah, they're they're very subjective, if you will. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really just whoever made the list, in their mind, that's what a cult classic movie is to them. Right. Sure. And, yeah. Um, we could sit here all day and, and argue back and forth about the the fine definition of of uh, of what it is, but at the end of the day, it's really just there's a long list of movies that we all really very much enjoy, and regardless of what you classify them as, they're still mm. just wonderful movies that are yeah. worth a watch. Except Idiocracy, because right. correct. <laughs> Get your viewing in now. You don't have to pay the closest of attention. 
Right. And you're done. That and Wonder Woman. Fuck Wonder Woman. I still <laughs> haven't seen either of them, you know. Yeah. Oh really? The first yeah. one was really good. First one, I, I really enjoyed the first one. Actually, yeah, the first one was good. Nineteen eighty four, not so much. So I've Those heard. So I've heard. I'm sorry, Gary. <laughs> well, like, Gary didn't make the movie. He doesn't care. Not his favorite. It's his favorite character. So. Well, I mean, yeah, but we also know how you know that one of the Hulk movies went. So you can apologize to Nate. Too. I mean, Batman's one of my favorite characters, but I do not like you know some of the uh, DCU versions of. Well, speaking Batman of campy movies, movies, the original Batman, like yeah. the the seventies, seventies, eighties Batman, sixties, yeah, the Adam West back. Batman. Yeah, the Adam West Batman movie, one of my favorites when I was a kid because it was just, it was so silly and it oh, was so awesome. right. Yeah, it's such a great. Carrying the, the large bomb. Yeah. Here. Uh, you don't get much better than that. Like and the the shark repellent spray. Shark repellent yes. spray. Yeah. Give me the shark repellent spray, quick. <laughs> oh wow. They were having fun back then. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Really good times. Yeah, I got a little too much though when when um, to mention is another movie of his. George Clooney had nipples on his suit. So oh yeah, that's not. <laughs> yeah, we pushed 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 it. Too they went far. too far on that one. I was like, yeah, uh, flew yeah. way Wrong too era. close to the sun on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wrong era. Sorry, not gonna yeah. work. By the way, one last movie I found that I want to share. Yeah. Waiting. Speaking of people with a career, and mm. uh, everything. Oh, I mean Ryan Reynolds. You know, I don't Good know. Canadian boy. Right. And Anna Ferris, Justin Long. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, but I have. Yeah, it's um, a fun movie. It's a fun movie, and I mean, it, it looks like they didn't they didn't put a lot of time into it. It's just a day in a restaurant, but it's very entertaining. I, I like Anna Ferris in that movie. It's a lot of fun. I like Anna Ferris in anything. And the sentence there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Period. That's right. There's no reason to elaborate further. We're good. Yeah. Not really. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's been a very very good discussion and honestly i think we could truly just just so many movies on this list let yeah, me just go on and on and on um anything any 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 closing thoughts for me buddy i just want to go watch movies now yeah i guess just because a movie's a blockbuster doesn't mean it's a good movie in fact probably the opposite say, in a lot of sense be spontaneous and you know i know like we don't have movie stores anymore but we do have streaming services find something that is like just type in a random word and look for something that's not highlighted on Netflix because Netflix only shows you like what is highlighted for them. Mm. Like go off the beaten path and find something that looks kind of silly and have fun with it, you know? And make fun of it. And yeah, make fun you of don't... it. Have fun. Don't let it be like, oh my God, this movie is so bad. I don't want to watch it. No, have fun with it. Speaking it's of silly. going off the beaten path, I don't even know the name of this show, but I feel it important to mention that since we're talking about this here, my wife somehow came up, uh, came across this prison series that's I, I i guess from britain because they're all they all speak with british accents and okay. it's about like a women's prison and i don't know but she it's finds it orange new black no <laughs> she finds it like utterly fascinating i don't know why huh i like a lot of uh so for the longest time um i was a, i've always been a big fan of of uh british television like i grew up with british television on npr npr uh BBC? Public, BBC, public access, whatever. Oh, PBS. Um, but PBS would have like all the BBC shows like decades later. So like, I just grew right. up a lot of that kind of stuff. And one of the shows that I absolutely loved to death so much that I actually bought a uh, region-free uh, DVD player to like you know buy these because they weren't available, and I still don't think they are available. But the original version of um, oh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Shameless. 
Oh, yeah. Showtime. Oh. They remade for Showtime. But for the longest right. time, like, no one that. knew what the yeah. show was. Very few people even in Britain knew what the show was because it was so dark and gritty mm. and mm. foul. Like, <laughs> it's just it as pretty the out there. One. Yeah, so, it's pretty out there. I'll, I'll say if that you've much. Never, if you've it. never watched... If you've only watched the Showtime version, like the Showtime version is a note for note remake. That first season is kind of like a note for note remake of the original first season. And then it kind of veers off a little bit, but um, it's a lot of fun. I, um, I, I think actually prefer the original, but that's just me. I think it's available on uh, Hulu and Prime Video, according to my uh, app that I have that checks on that kind of stuff. Nice. Well, good. Check yeah. it out. Check out the original. It's a lot of fun. Um, no offense to uh, William H. Macy, but the guy who originally played. Uh, the the father is beyond despicable. I mean, he is like the worst kind of human ever. <laughs> so he just he really plays the the, the drunk loser father perfectly. Um, so definitely check it out. It's very depressing. It's like the darkest of dark humor, like even darker than the Showtime one, in my opinion. Um, so well, that's bad because that one's pretty yeah, bad. I know. Right, I know. Right. It's yeah, pretty horrible. So good. <laughs> so bad. It's good. Anyway, yeah. Well, that's a big list of movies and shows um, that we're going to have to sit back and and, and get through and honestly have you on again to to talk more about this stuff because really this is – your knowledge about movies and stuff is honestly – it's it's awesome. It's great. It's great to to see someone have someone on that – has such a passion for for the topic and and that's a big reason why we brought you on to talk about this topic is because of your knowledge and, and how much you enjoy it so thank um, you it's been fun to have, have you yeah. um but as always joey what time is it it's game time all right guys i'll see you later this was fun <laughs> <laughs> that's not how this works sir oh, okay you're committed that's right. These, uh, these we didn't ask you. To be, we didn't ask you to be two thirds of the episode. We asked you to be all in the episode. So, mm-hmm. so all in, sir. Darn. Okay. This week's game is called Camp Dingus. <laughs> so, in the game, you're gonna be given a clue about a famous camp from film or television. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. And then you will buzz in when you can name the camp or the source material like the tv show that it was on or the movie that it was in etc cetera, etc cetera. Okay. all right um i'm really so okay if, if you trivia. can yeah if you uh, can name either one of those you get 10 points okay but if you get it wrong you lose 10 points Ooh. as an added bonus you can earn 10 more points for naming the other half so if you name the source material, the movie it came from, for example, then you can get another 10 points for naming the actual camp names. I'm not going to give you the camp name. I'm going to give you a clue about the show or the movie. Uh, If you can't name it, then someone else can earn the bonus points instead. The bonus is only unlocked, though, if someone names at least one answer first. Um, There will be a 10th round. Uh, where you will wager your points for a standard trivia type question, okay. and whoever has the most points at the end wins. Quick question. <sighs> I'm I'm old, so this is quick great. question on the um, Prague. That's the thing. We're we're actually an older group than the group you're used to working with. So um, keep yeah. that in mind. You can't pull that one here. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're all around the same age. Right. So uh, real quick on the bonus. So hypothetically, I get the answer right for the first part, but I miss the bonus. I don't lose ten points as well, right? That's just, correct. Only okay. unless you take a guess. Only the initial guess. Okay. 
Nice. Yeah, and you can't okay. guess at the bonus and be wrong. You still lose 10 points, and it opens it up for the next guy. You still lose 10 points for the bonus? Oh, okay. I see. So For trying to answer the bonus and bonus. be wrong about it. But Okay, so if I try to guess the bonus and get it wrong, I lose 10 points for that. Correct. So, so in theory, you can answer the first part right, the second part wrong, end up with no points. Correct, yes. Okay, just want to make, I'm, that's why I wanted to make and sure I asked the Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Are we ready for the first clue? I'm just going to enjoy my Ryan points right now, but yes, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that just a thing? The negative Nate points. Here we go. First one. A group of kids at a summer camp run by the heard but never seen Dr. Khan form friendships as they spend time harassing buffoonish camp counselor Kevin Ugg Lee. Uh, Ryan is in first. Camp Anawana. Camp Anawana is the camp name. Do you want to go for the bonus and name me the show? Salute Your Shorts. Damn. Salute Your Shorts oh, is correct man. as well. Very good, Ryan. We're all on her game I didn't know the name of the camp. <laughs> I was ready for that one. That's probably one of the few right. I'm going to get. You yeah, got 20 points out of it. For two? Uh, like, okay, what well, else as soon as he said the words camp, I'm like, that's probably going to come up. Dang it. All right. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Clue right. number two or round number two. This family tries to rescue their beloved Uncle Fester from his gold-digging <sighs> new love, a black widow named Debbie. Clint. That'd be the Adams family. Incorrect. No, it's not. Oh, can I steal? It? Oh, you can, yeah. Prague. It is Adams family values. Very Second good. Do What's the plot get... of the first one? You get first crack, Prague, at the bonus, or you can decline and open it up in case anybody else knows. Um, it, I, I, I'm looking at the sign. I can't see the sign. I, I <laughs> pass. All right, pass. Anybody know? No. Nope. It was Camp Chippewa. Chip. Mm. What was All what right. was the plot of the first one? I was I really thought that was the plot of the first movie. What's the plot of the first movie? Do you remember? Anybody? Uh, the, it was the wedding. In, oh no, yeah. They're trying to get married to um, oh, what's her name? Uh, can't think of her name, but she's on Shameless. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, um. Cusack, Joan Cusack. Yes, thank you. See, that's the one there I was thinking. Okay, all right. She's in a blonde wig in that one. And yep, yep. She's trying right. to get married to her uncle Fester. Oh, that reminds me of another cult classic that she was in, Toys with Robin Williams. I love that movie. Wow, yes, that movie. Oh my god, I was so obsessed with that movie when it came out. And Hello, Cool J. All right, here we go. Yes. Third round. A group of camp counselors are stalked and murdered by an unknown assailant while, tr while trying to reopen a summer camp, which was the site of a child's drowning in a grisly double murder years before. Ryan. Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. Correct. And Friday the 13th. Well done. Very good. I should have just buzzed in right away because I knew yeah. the answer. I was like, ah, there's going to be a twist. He's going to say something. Is that that? You know, that Alex Trebek thing, but someone buzzes. Well, I wanted to be sure he wasn't talking about one of the, the follow-up <laughs> films, too. Dang it. Yes. Turd Ferguson, right? I'll take what hits now for five It's a big hat. It's funny. <laughs> it began with a bloody ass. All right. All right, here we go. He's going to win. Next round. Win. Right. <laughs> Rudy goes to summer camp full of rowdy teenagers. The head counselor is Tripper Harrison, the prank-pulling, girl-seducing, fun lover, teasing both his boss and the counselors at the nearby rich kids' camp. <laughs> I, know, I should know this. But I, know. I know. Why do I know this? I do know this. Come on. Come on. 
can you repeat it? <laughs> sure. Rudy goes to summer camp full of rowdy teenagers. The head counselor is Tripper Harrison. The prank pulling, girl seducing. Oh, I thought somebody buzzed in. No, uh, I'm just loving, like, uh... teasing both his boss and the counselors at the nearby rich kids camp. that name that's really getting to me i'm like i know this mm. i'm gonna give you all a hint see if anybody right. can get it if you put these on your sandwich you have to be careful they don't roll off hmm. nobody got olives? it still <laughs> olives <laughs> why do you put on the sandwich gonna roll off the movie was meatballs oh, oh i was gonna no. okay I would have never guessed that. No, no, no I was no. kind of borderline thinking it might have been. I, I knew it was an no. 80s film, but I didn't know which one. 79. <laughs> 79. Oh, all right, fine. Close, though. Very close. All right, here we go. Okay. A lovable loser who works as a summer camp handyman and dreams of becoming a guidance counselor must find a way to inspire a group of juvenile delinquents as well as stop a shady strip mining company from closing the camp. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, what's his name? Um, I keep saying Vern. Uh, Ernest goes to camp. Correct. Oh. Do you know the camp name? Um, uh, hold on, hold on. Give me two seconds. I'm thinking. I'm not looking. I'm googling. My hands are up. That <laughs> <laughs> is. It's a. It's like a pun name. I know this. Oh, and you really should know it then. Oh man, know, you, miss, you miss it. You lose automatically, dude. If it's a pun right. name. Yeah, Can yeah, anybody yeah. sweep in and get the camp name? No, nobody is buzzing okay. in. Right. It was Camp Kikiki. Yeah, dang it. It wasn't quite a pun, though, but I knew it was something weird. Oh, all right. You're, you're saved. Thank God. Oh, I'm thinking of Kickapoo from uh, Tenacious D. That's probably why. <laughs> Kickapoo. All right, here uh, we go. Next one. Family. He loved it through and through. <laughs> okay. Kids are lured into joining a camp with the promise of quick weight loss and good oh. times, only to find that the facility is a woodland hellhole run by a psycho yeah. ex-fitness instructor. Dang it. Uh, Ryan. Heavyweights. Heavyweights yeah. is correct. I don't know the Do camp know name. The... Okay, anybody yeah. know the camp name? No, I don't remember the camp name. I'm not going to remember the camp names for any of these, probably. Yeah. <laughs> camp name is Crystal. Camp... That was the easy one. Camp Hope. Is the name of that one? Oh okay. yeah, sure. If you say so. All right, <laughs> next one. Okay. The campers soon discover camp is a dystopia. The local bullies, Dolph, Jimbo, and Kearney, are the camp counselors who take the kids oh. on death marches, feed them nothing but gruel, and force them into making knockoff wallets for export or enjoying <laughs> their accommodations themselves. Oh. Clint was actually well, first one in. Well, that's from The yeah. Simpsons. And this camp, the camp is Camp Krusty. Nice. Krusty. I just, I just picked their Kearney without a shirt on hitting the drums. While they're yeah. picking their oh, I wasn't expecting a Simpsons one. All right. All right. I'm just happy I got out of the negative. Yeah. So we have two left. Right now, Prague has 20 points. Nate has Ryan points, which means he has zero. Uh, Clint has a total of 10 points. And Ryan is currently in our lead with 50 points. Damn, so, Ryan. yeah. Wow. Ryan came to play. It's yeah, round eight. Good, good. Identical twins, Annie and Haley, 
separated at birth and each raised by one of their biological mm-hmm. parents later discover each other for the first time at summer camp and make a plan to bring their wayward parents back together. Uh, Ryan. The parent trap. Parent trap is correct. I was not Should sure they even heard of the movie. I don't, need, I don't know, I know the camp like... name. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a couple of different camps. Like it depends on which one you're talking about. Like one of them was Camp Inch. The one I picked up was the uh, Camp Walden one. Um, so I would have given y'all credit for any of the uh, camps that were part of the Parent Trap because it was remade a couple of times. But anyway, uh, so we have one left. Shit. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Set on the last day of camp in the hot summer of 1981, a group of counselors try to complete their unfinished <laughs> business before the day ends. Good job. I was oh. waiting for this too. Uh, this is one of my favorite cult classics. It's called Wet Hot American Summer. Very good. Do you happen to know the camp name? Uh, I might lose points on this. Is it Camp Chippewa? No, it is not. Yeah, right. You will lose points. You're back yeah. to 20. Does anybody know the name? Uh, Come on, Nate. How something. was the show? Did you ever watch the show? Show is phenomenal, by the way. I need to give another try. I think I got like three episodes in, and it's ridiculous because they're even older, but it takes place in the past. Right. It's ridiculous. Well, I love that. Uh, H. H. John Benjamin is a is a soup can. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I love that guy. It was actually Camp Firewood. Dang it! All right. So, um, we are gonna go ahead and go to the bonus question anyway, since uh, Ryan's won. For the yeah. bonus, <laughs> though, right? For a change. If I got that one right, I wouldn't have won anyways. I wouldn't have yeah. So, I'm wagering uh, all my points. Yeah, yeah. sure. I'm wagering uh, all right. We're going to ask it anyway. So we're going to do right. like uh, the final Jeopardy style. Uh, so don't worry about wagering points since points don't matter. matter. It's like yeah. who's on is it anyway right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to read the trivia question. Okay. Uh, and then first one to answer uh, gets 41 points. Do we buzz in or we just answer it out loud? Buzz in. Okay. First one to buzz right. in. Okay. Gets 41 points. Okay. <laughs> Just a random arbitrary number that I came up with. Here we go. In the 1999 film American Pie, the character of Michelle has one of the most famous quotes about camp ever. Name the actress that played Michelle. Oh, God. Prague. It's my girl, Allison Hannigan. Allison Hannigan is correct. Wait, what's what's this? Nate, I don't know if you've got the math right on this or not, but that puts Prague at 61 (laughs) points, which is one point more than Ryan. Oh my gosh, that was unbelievable. What a last second comeback by our guest. Congratulations, Prague, for basically winning this legitimately and definitely not rigged at all rigged. Not, first, not right <laughs> camp rigged it's one time at band camp the game was rigged yeah, yeah. The box yeah um oh, yeah. i a funny story my my uh high school band instructor of course you know we were all i would say it was senior year that movie came out and he said, when doing something, he said, oh, that's one time at band camp, and the room just erupted laughing. Because, I mean, it's... Yeah, of course. Oh, well, that was funny. the era for it, too. Right. He yeah. hadn't seen the movie yet. So he thought we... Oh, he, was, he had no idea. He was so pissed. He thought we were making fun of him for going to band camp. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, we're in band. So, you know, yeah, I, I don't what? think he could say anything. 
but secondly, no. So I mean, like everybody tried to approach him and tell him, no, dude, this is, and he just wouldn't hear it. Like he just didn't want to talk about it. So finally I told another teacher that I was, you know, I knew really well. And she approached it the right way and said, have you seen American Pie? No. Well, they do this thing about band camp. And then he came back the next day. He's like, my bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it was like it, the movie was out like two weeks when he said it. You know what I mean? Like, of course, everyone's yeah. going to laugh. Anyway, awesome. well, good. Ryan, first of all, good job kicking ass with those knowing the answers to many of those that I did not. Um, that was that's true. honestly pure luck. Because I, well, I just happen to know it. all of these. Yeah, yeah that's not luck. You knew that. I, I Congratulations to whoever the winner is. I, I still don't know who it was, and I'm not going to elaborate further on that. It was me. It was, me. It was <laughs> you. You got the enjoyment you were the winner. Plus, I am all right. Yeah. All right. That's for well, sure. Well, good job with the, the movies. I, I guess I need to watch more camp movies, or at least no more camps. Or at least beat Prague on ringing in. I'm just glad I remember names. I'm like, wow. Usually I'm terrible at remembering like, people's names and characters and stuff. So, Right. Yeah. Right. Either way. It's nice to have the game back. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think that's all we got, Ryan or Nate. You want to? Well, actually, first, Prague, you want to plug yourself and anything and everything you are involved in that people can follow you and associate with. Uh, I'm involved in many things that I'm not going to discuss here on the show. Okay, fair but enough. <laughs> one thing I will discuss here on the show is uh, that I am part of the Secondary Heroes podcast. You can check us out anywhere at Secondary Heroes on all social media platforms except for OnlyFans because it's only Dan's uh, that I am on. <laughs> um, so check us out. We drop a new episode usually every week um, on everywhere. So uh, check that out. We're also on YouTube now. So if you want to see our faces uh, while we podcast, you can also check us out there. Leave us a like ring that notification bell, all that stuff that the cool kids say nowadays. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am pretty active on Twitter when I'm not in jail. So when I do break out, um, please make sure to follow me. I don't watch um, that movie. Yeah. And I'll give you a pun if I can. Where, where, where we follow you on Twitter? Uh, yes. It's a very long German name. It's at uh, dkronung, at d-k-r-o-e-n-u-n-g. I'm sure if you search Prague, though, it might come up if you're following really these guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And Secondary Heroes yeah. episodes drop on Tuesdays usually? Yeah, you know, whenever they drop, they drop. Okay, just curious. Yeah. For people I don't watch know. That. Sometimes Mondays, sometimes Wednesdays. Well, you guys you record on Mondays, don't you? Sure. Sometimes okay. we do. <laughs> sometimes we don't. I can tell you that you're the scheduler for everything. Yeah, I'm not. I shine the pretty face. I show up and uh, <laughs> spiel. So... Just make sure you're yeah. following them on Twitter, and then you'll yeah. get all the uh, the updated, latest, and greatest on when their episodes drop and everything like that. Exactly. So make sure you do that. Yes. Um, thank you again, Prague, for joining us today. It was honestly a it was awesome to have you on. Uh, we'll hey, definitely have you back at some point. Great. Um, we say that with all our guests, and we, we try our best. We What's will. That, we, we just haven't gotten there yet. We'll get there. Yeah. Next week, let's just bring them back again. Next week, all right, we'll do it. we're gonna talk about nudity. I hope you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Thank you, Trey. My notes, let's go. <laughs> my notes, I don't want to know where they're written. All right, yeah, <laughs> keep that, keep that Mac and me shirt on. I don't, wanna, I don't okay. know where your notes right, are. Written. I'll keep it on. Yeah, um, thank you again for everyone listening this week. Uh, we really appreciate your support and you guys following us. Uh, listen to this very fun little thing that we do weekly. Uh, a couple of quick housekeeping things before we call it a night. Uh, Ryan will be streaming on his channel on twitch.tv Asian Tony Stark uh, Monday, Thursday, Saturday. Uh, work depending for him usually. Right. Um, so make sure you're following him on Twitter and uh, you'll get the latest from him um, when he's streaming. 
Uh, Tuesday nights we'll have Clint. Uh, he'll be playing some sort of Nintendo game this week, as he usually does. Uh, usually Sully's on with him. Um, and what are they doing this week? Smash? Splatoon. Splatoon this week. Uh, so make sure you add Clint as a friend if you want to play some Splatoon. Uh, they usually play Splatoon or uh, Smash Brothers, or they do a lot of Mario Kart. So, you know, jump on in if you if you want to play. Um, and Friday nights, as always, we'll be doing Dorksman Game Night. So make sure you hang out for that. Uh, Friday nights on Twitch. Uh, that's at 7 p.m. on Friday nights. And as always, we do our Dorksman pre-party, uh, usually 3.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, right there on Twitch. Uh, Not to be confused with AM, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> just, hey, maybe one day we'll do a 3.30 AM one. Maybe we won't. <laughs> it just sounds <laughs> awful. That makes for a good paranormal podcast if you're to do it at that time. Right? That's a good just point. like the dead of night, just doing yeah. a random random Twitch stream. But yeah, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, the underscore dorksman. As always, you can email us at dorksmangmail.com. Um... Anything else before we call it? No? no. Thanks again, Prog. All right, yeah. yeah. Thanks again, Prog. Uh, and with that, Anne Marie's a fucking bitch. Yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> Word, homies. Please, no gang signs. Prog out. <laughs>